the Limestone Coasts. The Listener Exclusive. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to a brand new ep of the week that was, where we look back at what has happened in the news in the Limestone Coast. Today, Limestone Coasters, it's all about the amalgamation plebiscite. There is a group of Limestone Coasters who would like to see another plebiscite take place in the lead up to our council elections. And of course, the opposition were down in the Limestone Coast over the course of the week. There was a forum taking place. We're going to find out how that all went. Let's get things underway, talking all about the Wattle Range Council. A second plebiscite would be on the cards for the Limestone Coast this November if one Panola community group gets their way. New life is being breathed into the Panola Ratepayers Association, who have written to the Premier to ask if a vote can be held to gauge local thoughts on whether the merger of Panola and Wattle Range Councils 25 years ago was worth it. The amalgamation plebiscite is on everybody's lips at the moment. Everybody's talking about it. We're going to have a plebiscite in the lead-up to the council elections to find out whether we would like to amalgamate the Mount Gambier and Grant District Councils. It's something that's being talked about in the Wattle Range at the moment as well, because about 25 years ago, the Millicent and Panola councils merged. And there are a group of people in Panola who don't reckon it was a good idea. Jody is one of them. She joins me on the line. Jody, g'day. Hi. Hey, Jody. tell me about the amalgamation of the Millicent and Panola councils into the Wattle Range Council and why you think it's a, a, a terrible idea, even 25 years on. Basically, the situation is that we've got two representatives, two local representatives, uh, that can attend the council meetings and no matter what happens we're always a minority and that's due to our population even though our area might be larger as far as kilometres go and also the money that is taken from our area through rates etc is certainly not representative of only two people on the council. Mm. Hey, Jody, you guys have been very vocal about your opposition to the amalgamation of the the, the Water Range Council, and you've petitioned the, the Premier. Yes, we have. We've actually uh, sent a letter on requesting a plebiscite be conducted to test the success or non-success of the amalgamation that occurred 25 years ago. And Jody, what would you like to see from a, a state government point of view in regards to council amalgamations? And 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 if if the the state government decides to look at what has happened with the Water Range Council, what would your end result, the goal be? The goal would be that sure we can amalgamate with another council. But it needs to be an amalgamation where there's equality between the areas and also that uh, basically our voices are heard and it would be a council that would have similar interests or similar requirements in the area to what we do. Panola, Kurnawari area is a tourist area. Millicent is not. And Panola, Kurnawari is not managed as a tourist area and the tourists are not catered for. And Jody, just to throw the cat among the pigeons, because I remember amalgamations in Victoria when Jeff Kennett did them all. What would you say to an amalgamation of all the councils in the lower southeast area? Uh, as long as there's equal representation across the communities, 
I wouldn't have a problem with it. Mm. Hey, Jody, keep in touch. Make sure you let us know what happens in regards to uh, to your letter to the the premier and to the state government. Would love to know what happens with the issues that you that you're concerned about in the Wattle Range at the moment. That's fine. Thank you. Well, he's not against it, but the Killip MP Nick McBride says the state government needs to be transparent when they hold a plebiscite on a potential merger of Mount Gambier and Grant District Councils next month. The state opposition is in town today to hold a community forum on the vote and other issues top of mind in the region like healthcare. The MP says everyone should get down to share their thoughts on the Malinowskis government's plan. Uh, I think the Labor government of going out there and asking the question, I don't have a real problem with that. What what then happens with this questionnaire, how it's used, how it's uh, derived with any decision, I think it needs to be as transparent as possible. Lowestone Coasters, this week there was a lot of interest in a forum that took place at East Gambia and a man who was there was the member for McKillop, Nick McBride. He joins me for a chat. Nick McBride, good morning. Good morning, Ewan. Hey, Nick, great turnout. Yes, it was. We had a, a good meeting there and a few interested um, yeah, people all through, uh, well, a couple of things. We had a, a session or a um, talk and discussion at the Mount Gambia Hotel. Then we went on to the East Gambia Football Club with an, a number of people there and plenty of questions, plenty of interest. And uh, I think they had it booked in that we were going to, you know, have an a sort of an hour type session, but I know it went for over two hours. So, <laughs> uh, and, and it, was, it was fairly full going. So all, a, lot, a lot of questions. So what were some of the questions that were being raised as part of your forum last night? Yeah, in particular, there was talking about the council um, elections and the amalgamation process. Uh, a lot of health questions came up. Uh, and then also um, housing also came up as a, a general topic as well. So those are probably the three main topics that came through from the floor. Now, when it comes to the amalgamation, uh, lots of people are concerned about the amalgamation plebiscite. And uh, and a lot of people are, are, are misinformed at the moment as to, I suppose, what is going on as we head to an election for local government. They certainly are, Ewan. Um, one of the things that really did come out is that it, it, it sounds, and if, if just on the you know the surface of it, is a questionnaire going out into the uh, community during the election process for local government, and it's almost like there's going to be a basic question because we actually don't know what the question is going to read at this stage, but we're thinking it's something like do you, do you or are you in favour of amalgamation? Yes or no. The point that a lot of people raise is what does that then mean and are they going to ask another question later on? Does it start a process uh, of, of engagement and going out in the community to find out more or is that that it? Is that the done deal? That From that simple straight out question from the local government election process uh, and that is the main concern of the community that there will not be any further engagement, no further questionnaires or understanding from the community and it will be handed over to the electoral, electoral uh, commission uh, to, to make their decision based on that one, uh, one process and one simple question. Nick, at the end of the day, isn't it all about asking that question and if there are people who are interested in the idea of amalgamation, then the state government is going to identify whether it is a good thing for those councils to amalgamate. And, and if it's not, they're going to walk away from the process totally. Yes, uh, totally. Uh, but then the, a lot of the issues came up. Well, yes, uh, the community, with, with, with the forum that we were at last night and the and the collection of those ideas, the, the main came, the main question or the concern came out is, is what does that process look like? And if I say yes, I'm really keen for this to be looked at and assessed, 
what does what what is what what are other what options are there? Uh, how does that work? What time frame are we talking? Uh, and 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 how do you know the grant uh, rate payers? Are looked after, or vice versa. How are the Mount Gambia ratepayers looked after, uh, and 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 how how will this all work through? And 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 one of the, didn't really come up last night so much in the questions uh, that we heard last night. But uh, I give you an example. We've got this massive big build down there, the aquatic uh, uh, sporting uh, um, centre complex that's Willander, yep. nearly complete. Uh, it's it, we know that it's um, it's it's costing millions of dollars. We know it's above budget. And and who's going to pay for this? And and why would uh, um, you know the ratepayers of Grant want to pick up the that that this uh, let's say this huge cost and burden uh, if they can actually remove themselves from it and stay stay clear. I mean I, I'm not saying that they should or, or shouldn't, but the point is none of that's being addressed or, mm. or understood. Nick, it's definitely something that uh, that is going to be talked about. There's a lot of vote no signs around the limestone coast at the moment while I've been tripping around. Mate, uh, let's catch up over the next couple of weeks. We'll talk a little bit more about what was talked about at the forum, talk about housing and health and, and what we can do in the limestone coast to uh, to help in these uh, these issues for residents who are, uh, who are obviously worried about uh, living in the limestone coast at the moment. Absolutely, we'd love to, Ewan. We'll catch up later. The latest prop track report for the September quarter shows rental pressures are most prevalent in the southeast, up 7.3%. Yeah, the rental market's very tight in this area. We've seen rents over the last quarter increase by 7.3%, uh, and they're 15.8% higher over the last 12 months. That's Director of Economic Research Cameron Kusher there. All right, Limestone Coasters, uh, renters in the Limestone Coast doing it tough at the moment. Megan joins me from Complete Real Estate. Megan, good morning. Good morning. Now, Megan, tell me what it's like for renters in the Limestone Coast at the moment. Um, So at the moment, we are actually having a bit of a turn. So the last probably 18 months during COVID, it has been extremely hard to get a rental. Uh, There hasn't been many properties. Um, But in the last probably eight weeks, it's turning. Uh, So now, instead of having five properties for rent, we probably have about 15. And instead of having, you know, up to 60 applications for one property, we're probably only getting, you know, in the teens or we're lucky to get six applications and we're having to actually chase people um, to see if they want the property. Um, So it is improving. It is on the improve. Why has there been such a demand for rentals in the Limestone Coast and, and not only in the Limestone Coast, I suppose, right the way across the country? I think because nobody left anywhere. Everybody stayed where they were with COVID, with the border closures internationally internationally, and through Australia. Um, a lot of also people came from the city to this region um, to get out of all those lockdowns that they had in Melbourne and those large cities in Sydney. Um, a lot of landlords came back to their properties here, either mm. they... Uh, were working from home so they could or they lost their job through COVID. So that's why a lot of the renters got pushed out and there was a period where it was extremely tough to get a rental. Megan, I'm going to own up to a fact that last time I paid rent, it was about $250 here. What are people paying rent-wise in the Lonston Coast at the moment? Look, your average now is probably around $350. Yep. Um, your three-bedroom home previous to COVID would have been around 300. Um, now your three-bedroom home with COVID is, you know, around that 350 to high uh, to high threes, mm. um, depending on the location and like the quality of the home. And for people who are who are still finding it tough to to try and ascertain a rental, I mean, what would your advice be to to anybody looking around? 
Um, basically, just try and attend as many of the show-throughs as you can. Make sure your application is solid with references that will actually reply, um, that your employment is up to date, your pay slips. So if you're on Centrelink, get your, your income statement and have that ready Um there are a lot of landlords that will still give people a go on Centrelink, um, single mums. So even if you're not working, don't be shy to apply. Even first-time renters, everyone has to start somewhere. But yeah, best advice would be turn up to the show through. If you can't, give a good explanation why. Um, get someone to go for you. And if you do come, just present well. Um, you know, be interactive. Um, and that, you know, goes a long way. Hey, Megan, great to talk to you this morning. Thank you so much for, for giving us a bit of an idea of what it's like for renters at the moment in the Limestone Coast. Not a problem. The Limestone Coast branch of Regional Development Australia is preparing to showcase its latest cohort of mentees to the business community. Past and former participants of the program, along with anyone interested in community leadership, is encouraged to head along to the event at the Henty on Friday night. RDALC Chief Executive David Wheaton says there are so many benefits to networking. Give them opportunities to uh, talk to each other, to meet, um, exchange ideas, have a shoulder to lean on, a sounding board, Those all those great things you do when you network with others of a like mind. Tonight, I tell you what, the Regional Development Australia Limestone Coast team have got a very special event. David Wheaton is the Chief Executive Officer. He joins me for a chat. David, good morning. Yes, good morning. David, it's all about leadership tonight. What's going on? Uh, it is, absolutely. And the uh, state government provided some funding to us at the start of this year to help develop leaders right across the Limestone Coast region. Uh, it's part of a program that all of the RDAs across South Australia um, are leading in their local areas. Um, so tonight um, we kick off um, what we're calling our existing leaders uh, network and it's an opportunity for anyone who's been through the previous Limestone Coast leadership program uh, to come together with other leaders. I know there'll be three or four mayors in the room um, and Minister Claire Scriven really to share experiences, network, um, support each other and to help develop a network of leaders uh, right across the region. For anybody who would like to be part of this leadership, I suppose, group, how can people go along tonight? Uh, just get onto our Facebook page uh, or our website, rdalc.org.au, um, and you'll find all the details there to register for the event tonight. Um, so, yep, it's very easy to, to do that and get along, uh, and it's open to anyone who's got an interest in community leadership. David, it is going to be fantastic. As you say, it doesn't matter whether you're in business, whether you're uh, from a community organisation or whether you just have a, an interest in leadership. This is going to be a, a fantastic opportunity for people to network and get in the same room with a lot of leaders in the Limestone Coast. Absolutely, and that's what it's all about, helping to develop those skills, bring along our next generation of leaders so there'll be people who've been through uh, leadership programs, there'll be people in senior leadership roles, and it really is just that opportunity to build those skills and networks. Um, no doubt um, when you're a community leader and you're dealing with an issue, there's probably someone in a town somewhere else who's dealt with that sort of issue before. So, you know, being able to lean on and, and support each other is a big part of what we're trying to achieve. And it's a good idea for a great night out as well. 
Oh, yeah, fantastic night out, uh, mixing with, you know, like-minded people um, in a, you know, in a sort of an informal uh, environment over a few drinks. A really good um, opportunity for leaders out there to come along. David, have a great night tonight. Thanks, Ewan. Listener.